Well, hello there, team. This is Wade Skalski, problem solver, playwright, and founder of Clear the Field. We are on episode two, section C, restart. So uh, we're talking about the grand gesture, and this section we're going to start. So we've gone through what the grand gesture is. We've gone through why it can be uh, actually bad for you if it works. We've gone through uh, some reset strategies with regards to, or some reframe strategies with regards to the past, the present, and the future. And now that we have a kind of a good mindset, how do we move forward, right? How do we restart using this concept? Well, the first thing that I want you to think about is that um, the only way to know if you're doing a grand gesture or if you're, quote, taking a shot, which is what we want to convert it to, um, is if you know where you are. Right, because if you don't have a, a crystal clear picture of where you are and how things are happening, uh, then you have no idea how many steps away what you're trying to accomplish is from your actual situation. So everyone's like, oh, well, that's easy. I know exactly where I am. Uh, the, it's highly unlikely that you do. It's, it's, it's almost 100% positive that you are not 100% clear on, on whatever area it is in your life you're trying to make steps into. And that's just because you're a human being. Right. It's not because you're bad or you're silly or um, you're dumb or anything like that. It's just that human beings, we have this gift of deluding ourselves into thinking uh, that we are in a different place than we are. I'll give you an example. So there was a study done on multitasking and we'll probably do a podcast one day on multitasking, how it's actually um, totally a bad idea and uh, not a good thing to do. Uh, but at least for if you want to be productive at all. But basically, they did the study and they said, okay, so they asked people, uh, do you think you're a good multitasker? And uh, the results that they got were pretty funny because the people that were like, yeah, I'm amazing at it, they were all the worst multitaskers. So they had a perception of themselves that they were really, really, really good at multitasking um, and they ranked themselves higher than anyone else. But the fact of the matter was is that they were actually the worst of the control group um, at multitasking. And that's... Um, that's a, that's a common human characteristic of overcompensating, right? It's like, you know, the guy who's super braggadocious, who's super all, you know, enters the room and forces everyone to take notice of him because he's, um, you know, acting like a jackass and, and trying to be like the extreme extrovert in the room. Oh, wait, that's me. Uh, sorry. That's well, how I used to be at least now I'm only that way, maybe 75% of the time instead of a hundred percent of the time. But <coughs> Ooh, my first cough, pardon me. I don't have a cough button on this. I don't think, um, the yeah and that's me and uh the, but the thing is that guy typically has the lowest uh or the highest level of insecurity of everybody in the room because he needs to get the reinforcement and validation from acting that way okay so you know he he can't self-validate he can't t you know he can't say to himself i'm confident in what i'm doing i'm clear in what i'm doing because he doesn't have the clear the field um process at least he didn't uh, now I do uh, but before that before I had this process of sort of how my framework for the for how I operate is I was always unsure about what I was doing and so I tell you that about myself personally and about that story and and the multitasking stories because you probably are exactly the same way to some degree about whatever it is you're trying to accomplish if it's a creative goal if it's a business goal if it's a relationship goal you are not where you think you are uh, now you may be close um, but it's extremely unlikely that you have done the amount of work that it requires uh, to do that. So the first step when we're going to restart on the grant, you know, is, is, is it a grand gesture or we're we taking a shot and we're trying to plan for something is uh, something big is where are we? And the only way in my humble opinion to find out where you are is to write about it. Okay. So 
you know, a gratitude journal is a great way to start if you don't want to do an actual journal because it gives you prompts and you'll kind of meander around uh, the, the process and you'll find your way close to where you need to be if you do a gratitude journal, if you don't want to do an actual regular journal, if you don't like writing. But if you can skip right to the regular journal uh, and just start being like, okay, where am I? And start writing and write a lot. Um, I'll give you an example. So for my business goals for 2019, um, I actually did about 17 pages of writing about where I was, where I wanted to go, what my feelings were about those things. Um, and it took me a long time to do that process. And the more I do that process, the better at it I get. But I have, I have a pretty clear goal or a pretty clear idea of where I am. And so if you know where you are, and you're like, all right, I'm going to plan this sort of big event. If it's I'm going to I'm going to write and produce a play or I'm going to um, propose to someone or I'm going to do this, you know, huge new advertising campaign for my business. Well, the only way for you to know if those things are grand gestures or taking a shot is if you know where you are. And if you do the work uh, and that work is on paper and on purpose, you will hear me say this 5,000 times, right? You do things on paper and on purpose. Jim Rohn calls it having your working papers. Okay. You have got to have something that's not your brain, uh, you know, that you can work through basically by yourself in a journal, you know, pen to paper, okay? Not Evernote, not typing, not Word. You millennials are like, well, I want to type a text on my phone. No, no, you can't do that. There is something about the physical act of writing that jars your brain and also allows you to remember it more, have your subconscious work on it. And uh, there's something that can become very pleasurable about it because it forces you to take a time out. If you, uh, from your daily life, if you are doing something on your computer, emails pop in. If you're doing something on your phone, someone's going to call you or text you, right? But if you turn everything off and you sit down and you put on some Yanni, you have a glass of wine, you light a candle, uh, do I do that? No, I don't do that. But you could do that if you wanted to. Uh, and it's actually you take time for yourself. You actually uh, take time into the process. So step one, buy a journal and a pen. Okay. Get into it. Like be like, pick a journal that is unique to you, right? That like if it's a Star Wars journal or if it's a journal with leaves on it or if it's a journal with, you know, insects on it. I don't care what it is, right? That's your thing. But pick one that kind of reflects you and where you're at right now because that will be a signal to your subconscious is, I'm trying to figure out where I am right now. Here's where I think I am right now. I'm really, really into Michael Bolton, and that's why I have my Michael Bolton journal, uh, journal, right? So I did a Yanni and a Michael Bolton reference within two minutes of each other. That is podcast death. If you're still listening, though, so let's continue. Uh, so what happens is, is that you got your journal, you got your pen, and we want to figure out this huge next step of what we're doing, if it's a good idea or not. Okay. And the way the first thing that you do is you do an absolute as best you can, um, description of where you are right now and how you feel about it. Okay. It's, it's like, it's called zeroing out reality, right? You, uh, you basically, you do as much as you possibly can, uh, first without feelings attached to it. You just say, okay, this is where I am. And then after that, you start to kind of say how you feel about it. And those two things together will start to take you down the rabbit hole of where you actually are. And you can keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. And you'll start to hit the bottom when you sort of keep saying the same things in your journal over and over and over again. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. It's a sign that you're kind of hitting the, you know, you're digging for treasure. It's a sign that that sound of that, you know, when the, the shovel hits that, that chest, it goes thunk, right? It's not, you're not digging in the, you're not digging in the dirt anymore. You hit that, you know, you hear that thunk, uh, and then you know, okay, I'm close. And so then you can sort of, from there, you can look to what you're trying to accomplish and see how far it is, okay? So if you're like, I'm gonna propose to this girl, 
I don't know why I like using it as an example, but it's, you know, engagements are grand gesture. I'm going to propose to this girl, but I have, you know, I do my, my pen on paper on purpose and I, I know almost nothing about her. We've been dating for two months and I, I love her. She's the best. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and you don't know what her last name is and you don't know um, anything about her other than what she's told you. You haven't, you know, searched through her purse secretly to find her ID to see how old she is and see if that's her real name. What? Who's done that? Not me. Um, I actually haven't done that. I've thought about it, but I haven't done that. Um, you know, so yeah, don't, don't propose like wait another month. Okay. Don't, don't pull the Vegas propose. Cause it's kind of a fun thing to do. Uh, no, that's a grand gesture. It's not taking a shot, but if you, you know, but if you have, you've been with them for a while and you, you know, you know, 75% of, of what's out there and there's a quarter that's out there, that's, that's probably not too bad from what you can tell that you can deal with, then yeah, take a shot, do a little early. Um, you know, for me, I waited way too long to propose to my wife because I didn't I didn't go through these exercises or even know how to when we were dating. And so I literally was like, I'm going to find out everything. So I was sort of, uh, I, I waited a very long time until uh, I was fairly confident that I knew 99% of everything that's out there and the 1% I'm never going to get to unless I give her sodium pentothal. So that's not the way to do it. It caused a lot of friction in our relationship. Um, you know, everything, once, we, once you have your kids though, you can always make the argument, which I do, every day is like, well, we wouldn't have these kids if I would have these beautiful children, if I would have done it earlier. Um, you know, but, but that, that hurt, you can wait too long to take shots. Right. And then, then they're not ripe, you know, it's not a good situation for them. So, so basically on this restart situation to kind of pair, you know, to paraphrase, I'm not really paraphrasing, uh, to review, uh, basically what you want to do is you, uh, you want to make sure that you do it on pen on paper. You try to do it as accurate as humanly possible, how you feel about it, and then you keep doing it until you hit that that proverbial thunk with your shovel. And then you, you, you keep repeating yourself, and you're like, oh, I'm close. Okay, so then you can kind of stop, and then you look, all right, what am I trying to accomplish, and how many steps away from where I am is that? And then you can make a good decision. Now, like, look, it may still be a, a grand gesture, and you'll know once you do it, right, that because... It, it, it's a subtle thing, the difference between a grand gesture and taking a shot. But it's an, then, it's, then we're dealing with an assessment problem, right? And that's a big deal. It's like when you track things and then you make a mistake, you can go back in the review process, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, and make an assessment, right? And as your assessment skills get better, your ability to know if you're taking a shot or, you know, apart from your normal systems or if you're doing a grand gesture, you'll get better at it, right? And so... You know, it's just like in sales, you know, uh, Tom Hopkins always says close to, you know, your, for, to find your closing method close to early and close to often, right? And so it's like the only way you'll know the right mix is to screw it up. And that's an assessment issue. But you cannot make an assessment if you don't have working papers. You cannot have an assessment if you don't have anything to track that you haven't sat down and, you know, wrote about in your journal. Okay, because that's all strategy and everyone wants to go tactical. Everyone wants to run out like a chicken with their head cut off and, and, and just go do the, the big thing and not even think about it. And it will all work out. Yeah, it's going to work out, but not the way that you want it to. And remember, if it does work out, it's that's bad because then you're convinced that, you know, straight tactical and muscling everything is the way to go all the time. So, you know, you want to get strategic about these things. And then with regards to the grand gesture, then you'll you'll get better at assessing it and then you'll get really good at it and you'll know when to take shots because shots a well taken shot, like when you take a shot at something, it can accelerate your process and anything that you're doing and you can compress time frames that way. 
And so uh, you want to compress time frames because like, look, we don't know how long we have. Tomorrow is not a promise. I'm 46 years old, so I'm not a spring chicken. I'm not, you know, I'm a young 46. Everyone's always surprised when I tell them that. But like, look, I don't have 40, um, 45 years of working, of like strong working life to like mess around, right? I'm not 20, okay? And so I've got to make sure that I compress the time frames the best that I can. If you are 20, then you can compress the time frames that you can retire when you're 40, right? From using these lessons, you know, when you're my age, you're already ret retired because you've been, you know, refining this process, making assessments, making course corrections, and, and, and taking shots over and over and over again, compressing time frames and just kicking ass. And so, yeah, I'm going to do that too. But it, it's it's a different time frame for me than it is when someone when they're 20. But the thing about these is these are this is a skill. It's not magic. You'll see people that you think that they have like the golden touch, and it seems they always know when to. You know, I always I always saw this with um, my buddies with with girls, right? Like they always seem to know when to make the move, when to ask them out. Like everything always seemed to work out for them. But what I didn't understand is is like they actually practice this as a skill over time. Right. I would just be like, whenever I feel like it, I would just be like, hey, let's go out. Like it was really bad timing. Um, you know, the only reason I'm married is because my wife hunted me down like a dog. But uh, those things happen because of a ability to make an assessment, and make course corrections. And that is something that um, with regards to the grand gesture, knowing if it's a grand gesture or a shot, that's the only way that you're going to know. But once you get better at it and you can get better at taking shots, you can compress time frames pretty fast. And they're kind of fun. So. Because you still, you know, you still don't know if they're going to work out. You, you know, you're in the 75th percentile when you take a shot, but sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And that's, that's kind of like the juice of gambling, right? And so, you know, some people may disagree with me on this philosophy, but I like to feel a little, a little nervous. I like to feel a little like, is this going to work out? You know, um, you know, but do it in a kind of a controlled environment where there's give in the system and there's give in the environment that I've created so that if it doesn't work out, you know, it's not like, I've sat at a poker table with my with my rent money in the middle, not knowing if I was going to win the pot or not. Okay, that is not the way to do it, right? The system doesn't have any give for you, and the environment that you've created for yourself doesn't have any give for you. But in business, you know, I've made shots, taken shots where I've had money in the bank, or if it didn't work out, it was okay, and the shots were like well within, you know, legal, you know, legal advertising tax strategy, whatever. So, so that's effectively what we want to work at is is you know, to get started on it, to restart on it is find out where you are right now, then figure out where you want to go and make an assessment. Can I, can I take this shot from here or do I need to do some more foundational work? So that today, and I got to work on how to like end these, you know, other than my kind of my little catchphrase I'm working on, but uh, that concludes episode two, section C, the restart of the grand gesture. And remember, uh, the path never ends if you don't step off it. Have a great day.